Folks, welcome into another episode of Degenerate Danger Zone. It's August 21st, and the boys are on fire. A 9 and one day yesterday, and I am your host, Ty B, joined by the Meerkat. Once again, we're going to keep it rolling. But first, a shout-out to Pazda Electric, 716-698-2711. Give them a call for any residential or commercial electrical project. You do anything from new house wiring, uh, service calls, troubleshooting issues, or even main service upgrades, give them a shout. Again, 716-698-2711. Let them know Trainwreck Sports sent you, and they'll hook you up with a little little deal. But Meerkat, we got to get right into this. 9-1 and one yesterday, 5-0 and oh for me, 4-1 and one for you. Just a little slip up in the NBA, but an absolutely great day for us. Oh, man, it felt good. Uh, I was on a heater. Hit a bit of a cold streak for a couple days, and then yesterday came around, helped bring things back. Um, just, you know, things were playing in our favor. MLB went how we thought. NHL was just – I mean, I hit NHL picks. How crazy <laughs> is that? <laughs> 2-0 on NHL makes you feel good. Um, NBA has been a little unpredictable, but we still got the leans. We still know the angles, and I think we're playing these games well. Yep, exactly. And we got to talk about the MLB right now because no lead feels safe. I mean, it's even the same thing in the NHL. No lead feels safe. You had the Flames go up 3 nothing, lose 7-3. to um, You saw the <laughs> yesterday in the Blue Jays game, the second game of that doubleheader, the, the, you go down 7 nothing to the Phillies. They're just crushing you, batting through the order. You get up, you get two runs back, but then you wait till the bottom of the sixth and the Blue Jays blow it right back open, take the lead, and they're able to hold on in the seventh there. It just anything is happening. The same thing for that Padres game that I had yesterday. It looked like it was going to be all wrapped up after that grand slam, but then Texas came back in the seventh, put up some runs. They, you know, tack on some more in the eighth and then the ninth to get, you know, get that to extras after, you know, the Padres took the lead back again in the eighth. So it's just been up and down roller coaster rides for all these games so far. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Uh, Blue Jays game yesterday was nuts. Uh, you know, to get seven in the bottom of the sixth, to end up winning. Eat when they let up one in the top of the seventh. You know, I got my sweat on, but they still pulled it off. And, you know, it's just a perfect example with everything going on with uh, Tatis Jr. for the Padres. Mm-hmm. That's why you swing up seven on a 3-0 because these seven nothing leads aren't safe right now it's unpredictability post-covid across all sports crazy things are happening teams are finding their rhythm halfway through games at the end of games and just blowing things open i mean that's why you just always swing at that pitch (laughs) no seriously you couldn't have said it any better with that because a lot of these teams right now they're playing in such an abbreviated schedule these games number one mean a lot more And number two, they're playing and, you know, especially the teams who've been affected by COVID so far, they're squeezing in more games than there are days left in the season at this point. So these bullpens, if you're paying attention, you're going to be able to find some angles. Like we said, um, like I I did like the Blue Jays because in that second game to actually have a chance to come back because you saw what they did to that Phillies bullpen early in game one, that you had to use a lot of arms to get through that and ended up losing it. But then, you know, you have arguably who's their best reliever right now, putting up their best numbers, gets a, a nut shot and goes out after facing one batter. They, it, it's unbelievable. And then they have to go through four relievers 
um, in just one inning yesterday in that second game of the doubleheader. What do they have left? And that gets me right to my first pick. And that's why I'm going Braves-Phillies under a half run in the first. And I think I'm going to go Braves money line as well. I know Nola's throwing, but because of that Phillies bullpen, I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, keep a, a lead late. I don't think they're going to be able to get up big enough on Max Freed that their bullpen's going to be able to shut the door on an electric Braves team. No, I agree. And I love that play. Um, one of my plays is Phillies Braves first five under four and a half. Um, so you got the first inning under. And uh, so, yeah, we both like Nola. We both like Freed today. They both have great ERAs right now. I mean, Nola's got a high K rate. That dude's striking people out left and right. <clears throat> both got great ball control. They're not going to walk many people. I mean, Freed, I think, has only four runs allowed over his past 29 innings so far. They're both throwing fire. I mean, both the teams have bats, but I choose to take the pitcher against hitter matchup when it's a little more even most of the time. And like you said, that Phillies bullpen might be the worst in all baseball right now. Um and, yeah, so I love that first five under four and a half. I can see this being like a one nothing, 2 nothing, maybe 2-1 uh, after five. I'm going to avoid that full game, though, because that Phillies bullpen can let up, you know, five runs pretty easily over a course of four innings. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm right there with you on that. And another game I really, really love today because I think they're giving you so much value maybe too much value. I don't know. It might be, it might be a mousetrap, but for this one, I'm going for it. I'm going for the cheese. The Indians have beat the Tigers, not once, not twice, not three times in a row, 20 times in a row. I'm going to ride with it. I think they get it done again. You have Michael Fulmer on the mound for the Tigers. He's a 7.56 ERA this season. He's given up five home runs in over eight innings. I think Cleveland is going to be able to get it done on the run line today, minus one and a half. You get that right around even money. I think that's too good to pass up. Adam Pluko hasn't been the best so far for them pitching-wise, but with that eight-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio, he can locate his pitches well. I don't think Detroit you know, hits very well at all. Uh, Detroit's 10-51 and 51 in their last 61 games against opponents with winning, winning records. They struggle against good teams. And it's going to be, I think, too tough for them to get over the hump against the Indians today, especially in Cleveland. You know, I think I think the Indians are just free money. I love that play. I think I'm going to hop on that run line as well. I mean, at you know, even the plus money, it's awesome. Uh, neither pitcher is great, but Pluko's got much better control than Fulmer, and I love that there. The Indians' bats are better than the Tigers, in my opinion, and I love that play. 20 straight. Let's make it 21 straight for our friends down in Cleveland. Um, also in the MLB, my only other play I'm looking at so far is just a lean right now. I'm waiting for lineups to come out, see you know who's DHing, who's at first and everything, but I like the Toronto-Tampa over eight and a half. Um, you know, just a lean right now, like I said, but Yarbrough I don't like his stuff. I know he had one really bad outing, but uh, he's got over a four ERA. His strikeout rate is not high. He pitched well against last Saturday against the Blue Jays, but 
that was a delayed game. I think he only got four innings pitched. Um, you know, Shoemaker, he's not great. I don't think he's pitched more than 31 innings over the last three seasons. Um, there's a reason for that, you know, just between not being able to hold up physically and mentally out there. His stuff's just not great. And, uh, you know, Blue Jays are mashing baseballs right now. You see Tella's home run yesterday. That thing was a bomb out of Salem's field. These guys are mashing. I like the over for the full game at eight and a half. But right now it's just a lean until we see what the lineups look like. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that one could blow right open. Yep, it all depends. I think if Rowdy's in that lineup, I do like that over. If he's not, especially with Bo Bichette still out, I don't know. But let's move on to the NHL where Meerkat found some success for the first time in a while, 2-0 yesterday. But tonight we got Flyers-Canadians at 7, Blues-Canucks 945. Where are you leaning first? Um, so I like Flyers and Blues straight up tonight. I know – take the favorites, but the Blues are better, a better team tonight, I think. They have some injuries. No steam playing tonight is rough for sure, but they're fighting for their lives, and I always go with the team I think is more talented, who is down and out, that needs to win, and so, you know, they have the experience. They have the pedigree. A lot of these guys, they can score. Um, Goaltending holds up, and, you know, they don't miss steam too much. I mean, they're missing Tarasenko. A lot of stuff going on there. I think they win tonight. And then Flyers, I just think they're a better team. They're going to close it out. Um, the Canadians are just – they're playing scrappy. They're doing well. I thought this was going to be like a 4-1 series for the Flyers. It's sitting at 3-2 right now. And I know I just said the scrappy fighting from behind team I always like to side with. But I think the Flyers are that much better than the Canadians. Their lines, one through three, are great. You can get tons of production out of that second and third line. So I'm going to parlay the money, the lines for Flyers and Blues, and that gets you about a plus 200 value right there. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think the Flyers should be able to get this one done. Both times they ended up losing to the Canadians. The Canadians scored five goals. If you're able to keep that a low-scoring game and slow the Canadians down a little bit, don't give them them – transitional opportunities then I think the Flyers should get that one done they are the better team and but you know Carter Hart has struggled at times in those two games just those two instances if he's able to compartmentalize that and put that behind him I think the Flyers will get this one done and get into that second round as far as the Blues and Canucks are concerned I agree with you I think the Blues are the better team you look at some of the analytics behind it, their Corsi numbers are better. They have more high danger chances at 5v5. It, but something just isn't clicking for them properly, whether it's, you know, their goaltending not being great um, or what. But I, I'm going to stay away from this one because of those injuries. I know there's so much experience there, but the Canucks, I think just with, you know, adding guys like JT Miller is such a huge addition for them. And – the way that they're playing is just so quick. If they're able to get that transitional game going as well, they can make it very, very hard for the Blues. And it might end, you know, like if they make it into a score fest, I don't know if the Blues have enough firepower right now with those injuries. So I'm just going to stick with taking the Flyers tonight. I think they'll get that one done, get right there into that second round, and we're going to get some really great second round matchups. Oh, definitely. I can't wait for the second round. Everyone always says their favorite playoffs are the NHL playoffs. I mean, I love all playoffs the same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
pretty much. But, man, the excitement, the speed, the grittiness you get out of the NHL playoffs, the second round is going to be something. Yep. And on to our next bubble. We're going to hop down to Orlando for the NBA. Four games on the slate again pretty much all day long. You got Raptors, Nets kicking it off 140. Nuggets, Jazz at 410. Celtics, 76ers at 640. And Clippers, Mavs at 910. My first play, probably my only play in the NBA today, I, I really like the Clippers to bounce back and cover there at minus five. I think you it might be you know similar to yesterday with that heat game where it was close there at the end and you get some late buckets slash free throws that get you over the hump. Um, I, I think you know that's worst case scenario for you if you're betting the Clippers there minus five, maybe tease it down another point or two and throw it in a parlay with something if you want or you know lay a little juice. It won't be too much, but I really do like the Clippers on that one. Um, I just think. After losing that game, I think you're going to see the best from Kawhi and playoff P. Yeah, playoff P. Um, if playoff P has a better game and Kawhi plays like he did, they're going to be unbeatable. I think Lou Williams is going to be scoring buckets until the dude's 45 years old. Can't stop him. Um, a lot of just depth there. No Pat Bev still. Probably. He might yeah. play tonight. If Pat Bev is in the lineup, smash the Clippers because that defensive factor is going to play in huge, whether he's posted up on Luka or he's taking out their perimeter shooting. You need that grittiness. You need that firepower. I'm personally staying away from this game because I think this is going to be a close series. People were expecting a Clippers, you know, sweep 4-1, 4-2. The Mavs already showed they can win against them. But tonight I do like the Clippers, especially if Pat Bev is playing. Um, my main NBA plays, though, I'm going to stick with what I know best. That's the Denver Nuggets. Um, killed my bets the first game. That second game, I don't know what happened. They were just uninspired. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I don't think he keeps this up. I like Donovan Mitchell. He's a good player, but he's people are trying to compare him to Dame a bit with, you know, taking over games and the scoring and stuff, but – I, he's just not really that efficient of a player. He almost hurts his team sometimes by taking these shots, these drives, missing the open three, stuff like that. He gets in his own mind, tunnel vision, and he can get in the way. And if he gets in his own head and starts missing a few in, the, in a row and he's not hot, he's a total head case at that point. But the same could be said for Jamal Murray. First game, I mean – that stretch they had going back and forth of like 14 straight points mm -hmm. between those two was insane. I mean, all the talent in the world between the two, but they're both so inconsistent. I like to call Murray, you know, a little Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Hyde action there because you get a different player out of him almost every game. Uh, but I think, you know, Jokic has a big game. He's been having a killer playoff so far. Um, the Nuggets get cold in the third quarter a lot. So, don't get worried, you know, if they go into halftime with the lead and then fall down because I'm going to take the Nuggets for the full game minus one and a half. I think that's low. I thought it would be more of a minus three, maybe minus two and a half for the full game. We're sitting at minus one and a half, minus 110. I love that. Nuggets are going to win. They're going to cover. And I also like the over 219 a lot. These are high-scoring, explosive teams. They're both got a little rest in them. And they've crushed this over the first two games. I know the first one went to overtime, so can't really count that. But these are two of the best scoring teams in the Western Conference playoffs right now. 
I mean, the last game was 229 without overtime. I love the over 219 and a half minus 115. So I'm going to play both of those and pretty much stick to that for NBA today. Yeah, we've seen a lot of high totals so far in the NBA, whether it was, you know, the regular season or going into the playoffs a little bit. And the, the line's adjusted, but it seems like some of them have bounced back a little bit down to the, you know, the two teens. And I think, you know, with the way so many of these teams are shooting so well, it's almost, it's almost too hard to take the unders. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of with you there on that over. Um, and just real quick, Bayern Munich still around even money for Sunday at the Creek. Got them at plus 108 right now. That's still free money for anyone. Um, Absolutely free money. I'm all over this Champions League final this weekend. And we got four games in the MLS today. So people don't sleep on those. You got the Canadian Derby between Toronto, Vancouver, Houston versus FC Dallas, Minnesota versus Sporting KC, and Cincinnati versus DC United. I'm going to stay away from these slates today. Some of these teams have been playing a couple matches, um, but you've seen uh, coming out of their, their bubble, nothing too much has been gained by any of these teams. A lot of them had um, a bunch of additions in the winter, so they haven't fully integrated into the team. So you're going to see still a lot of manipulation with a lot of these starting 11s. So I'm going to stay away from that. If I'm going to take anything and throw it in a parlay, though, I would probably take Toronto FC, but they're minus 420, so I'm not going to play that straight up, obviously. But they should be able to get that one done. They're playing at home, and I think they're the much more experienced side. So if you're going to use anything, use that. Yeah, uh, for MLS, you know, unless I'm confident in a play, my favorite thing to do is monitor the games live. I mean, Mm -hmm. they got two starting at 7.30, two starting at 8 tonight. So if you're hanging out on your computer later, watch these games live, follow them. If you see a 0-0, one nothing halftime score and say the pregame over-under was at three, you're probably going to catch, you know, a two-and-a-half, maybe a two-and-a-quarter over-under, yep. smash that over. MLS teams love to the score, score in the second half too. after the 85th minute. It is crazy. Seriously. That happened, that happened yesterday in the, in the Columbus Crew game. I believe it was yep. one nothing, uh going into, like, the 80th minute, Darlington-Nagby – Flicks it up to himself, uh, volleys it top left corner from outside the box. Absolutely unbelievable. And then they score again to hit the over. So, yeah, anything can happen in those games, especially late. Yeah, I, I think monitoring them for the live plays is one of the smarter things you could do, do with the MLS because it is one of the craziest soccer leagues in the entire it's world. insane. <laughs> you, some of the best sweats you can have because you'll bet that over two and a half pregame, it'll be zero, zero and a half. And boom, three one final. Seriously, yeah, you never know. You're never out in an over or under in the MLS. It's it's a riveting ride, but almost as unpredictable as KBO bullpens. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't even get to Jenard Al started on the KBO. He's he's retired on that as well. Uh, Korea baseball is just ugh, it's it's something sometimes. But we're gonna keep this free money train rolling. Nine and one yesterday. We're hoping it continues. For our sponsor, Pause Electric, 716-698-2711. Give them a call for any electrical project you need help with. For my man, Meerkat, I'm Ty B. As producer Burr always says, stay happy, stay healthy, stay thirsty. 
good night now.